The podcast world is growing bigger every day and Himalaya wants to help you navigate it. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free, it's the easiest to use, and they are adding cool new features every day. Go to your app store, download Himalaya, that's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, and don't forget to follow Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries once you're there. Thank you very much. All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 128 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Friday, February 15th, 2019. My name is Josh Cannon, and I am here with Mike Brown. It is the day after uh, Valentine's Day. Mike, uh, what kind of hot date did you go on with your special someone? I don't have a special someone, so I didn't really go on a hot date. <laughs> you have like your right hand Jill. <laughs> J-I-L-L, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so, Mike um, spanked his monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, the... Uh, episode this week is going to be short but sweet oh, so yeah. um, look, look i'm, a, look I'm, a I'm fucking... not really gonna i'm not even gonna give uh anything really in terms of uh how i'm doing oh well fair take enough too long yeah we're uh I'm, <laughs> my gig's coming up real close tonight tomorrow um i have a show uh with my band dancing with ghosts we're pretty much having to prepare the whole entirety of tomorrow for that show uh, and then Sunday, I have yet another gig, and Mike has to work. So we are we are making this work for for you guys to get it out to you consistently and to get it out early to the Patreons and all that stuff. But as a result of that, this week uh, it's going to be a little short, though. I think Mike might be doing some bonus things. So um, yep, uh, be talking about some aliens. <laughs> so per the uh, Facebook group, we uh, you guys gave us some great suggestions for yes. cases to cover. Um, and one of them was the Springfield Three, and it was from Morgan. Oh, the she was wondering Morgan. if we ever covered this case, and no, we have not until now. Now, apparently, there is a unsolved wikia for this, but there's not not any detail really. I mean, there's some detail, but in terms of like the usual detail, it's not much at all. And there's no episode type uh, uh, date. Or uh, episode number. There's nothing. It's just, uh, why is this there? And on the wiki page for the Springfield 3, they, it mentions that it was featured on Unsolved Mysteries. I don't know. Like, was it? Like, this seems like a mystery to me. Like, this is already an Unsolved Mystery, this case, a missing persons case. Uh, apparently, one of the most famous and well-known missing persons cases. And you would think Unsolved Mysteries would have covered it like right when it happened. Yeah, I mean, it's but... in the perfect like time frame for Unsolved Mysteries to have covered it like de- 1992. I mean, but that's... maybe they didn't. So basically the question goes out to Chris Rogers. Uh, Chris Rogers, you know, what wh- what episode and season was the Springfield 3 on? Because uh He's a guy in our group who is a uh, a walking uh, encyclopedia of unsolved mysteries, um, uh, trivia, and facts. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm sure if anyone's going to know. Yeah, and other goodies that we can't mention. 
so yeah, uh, if you want to join our group, by the way, just go to facebook.com and search Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries in the search bar and go to the group section and join our group. It's a really awesome group, really interactive, really fun, really loving people. Uh, I don't think there's ever been anything negative that's happened in our group, and I can't... Can you... Honestly, any group you've ever been in, can you say that about any other group on Facebook? I can't. Not really, no. Every other group I've ever been in, some fuckhead always starts some shit, or someone belittles someone else and Uh bullies them and makes them feel crappy. That has never happened in our group. And if it did, you best believe I'd shut that shit down in a second, we had we had some spam before that one guy was trying to show his music. Yeah, like you, trying to. You're not gonna you're not gonna avoid that though in group. Someone's always <laughs> gonna spam. But yeah, it's a great it's an awesome group, so you should join it. But anyway, going back to uh, the Springfield Three. Uh, oh, and by the way, let me just mention uh, we, we make it very clear. Uh, I just feel like I have to say this for no particular reason. Uh, we make it very clear that we. Uh, use uh, Wikipedia and other resources when we uh, do these episodes. Uh, we've never once tried to uh, say that this was kind of like our exclusive stuff that we, you know, like we wrote our own s- script for this or anything like that. Like, I I hope everybody understands that, that we've made it abundantly clear in almost every episode that we do use other reference materials and never claim that it's our own um just just wanted to point that out in the podcast world. There's been some recent events that have happened, not with our podcast, but w- with another podcast. And uh, I, I just wanted to, you know, uh, just for anyone who might be a new listener or anything, like we always try, we always try to do that. And we never actually like cover anything and be like, yep, no, I wrote that. And when we really got from somewhere else. So anyway, <laughs> this is coming off the Wikipedia and we're, it's basically like, uh, you know, when you, Mystery Science Theater 3000, but for uh, Unsolved Mysteries episodes, you know, like, uh, you're, we're reading the transcript and then we're adding our commentary, which is transformative, aka fair use. That was really, that was really <laughs> ominous, I know, and very uh, whatever, but yes, there you go. Randomly defensive. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it, Mike. Randomly defensive. I just don't want to get caught up in anything, is all. I understand. I I don't want to get caught up in anything either. So, from Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia, (laughs) um, we are looking at uh, the case of the Springfield Three. Now, the Springfield Three refers to an unsolved missing persons case that began on June 7th, 1992, when friend Suzanne Susie Streeter and Stacy McCall and Streeter's mother, Cheryl Levitt, went missing from Levitt's home in Springfield, Missouri. All of their personal belongings, including cars and purses, were left behind. There were no signs of a struggle except a broken porch light, and there was also a message on the answering machine that the police believe might have provided a clue about the disappearances. But it was inadvertently erased. Whoops! Yeah, right? The uh, description of uh, the the ladies that went missing, uh, they li- they list them as victims, which you know it's it's more than likely that's what happened. I mean, I they they had their bodies haven't been found in, in so long. It's highly unlikely that they're still alive. So Cheryl Levitt was age forty seven at the time of her disappearance. Uh, she was a cosmetologist at a local salon and a single mother and was described as being very close to her daughter, Susie Streeter. 
Streeter was 19 years old and her distinguishable marks included a scar in her upper right forearm, a small mole on the left corner of her mouth and pierced ears. Apparently her left ear was pierced twice. Another oops. Ooh, freaky. Two piercings in one ear. Yeah. Edgy. So so Stacy Kathleen, Kathleen McCall was 18, and she doesn't have any other distinguishable marks, apparently. Uh, besides the fact that she was extremely attractive. Oh, yeah. my God. They show a picture of this chick on here, and I'm just like, will you marry me? Like, I, I, <laughs> I, you could be the craziest bitch I've ever met, but as attractive as you are, I would deal with it to gaze upon your beautiful visage for the rest of yeah. my life. God, she's hot. Babe alert. <laughs> so, uh, I'll let Josh take uh, the first two paragraphs here on okay. disappearance. Susie Streeter and Stacy McCall graduated from Kickapoo High School on June 6, 1992. Kickapoo? I mean, that was a Tenacious D song, and I'm like, oh, there's Jack Black again going off with his wacky words. No, Kickapoo is a yeah, a real thing. What the? Who is their mascot? I, I wouldn't even want to know. <laughs> Are you like how I just sounded like a fucking like old judge or something? Just yeah. disagree. Anyway, sorry, the name just threw me off there. So all of a sudden, he turned into Richard Nixon. Yeah, exactly. Said he had a Nixon not a crook. Susie Streeter and Stacey McCall graduated from Kickapoo High School uh, on June 6, 1992. Streeter and McCall had been reported to last be seen around 2 a.m. on June 7th when they were leaving the last of the few graduation parties they had attended that evening. You can't tell me they weren't drinking alcohol. Leave so it. a few parties, like not just one graduation party. A well, you, Mike, you got to look at, at uh, you know, St- Stacy McCall, at least. I mean, she's, you know, <laughs> yeah. all the guys want her at their yeah. parties. Hey, Stacy, are you going to come to our party? Yeah, sure. You got to oh, come on, man. You got to come to my party, too, Stacy. I'll go to them all. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they're probably drinking too. I mean, two a.m. What are you? What yeah. are you drinking? Fucking Coca Cola and eating Domino's pizza, playing playing Yahtzee that whole time. They're drinking Zima, yeah, <laughs> or, or Surge. So uh, at some point during the night, they they were also seen in Battlefield, Missouri. There, the pair planned to spend the night at their friend uh, Janelle Kirby's house, but when they decided Kirby's house was too crowded. They instead left to go to Streeter's and thus Levitt's home at 1717 East Del Mar Street to retire for the night. Streeter's sounds like a name of a bar, doesn't it? Um, I guess. Sounds like a like a villain name in like some beat 'em up game, uh, like in the <laughs> arcade, like Final Fight or something. Like you're playing as Hagar, and like one of the goons comes up to you and you punch him, and his na- his name is Streeter. You know, that's what that's what I think of. Or it sounds yeah. like it sounds like yeah. a giant mosquito boss on the Ninja Turtles game. Like my name is Streeter. Um, Streeter the mosquito. <laughs> oh wow! I, Mike with the dad joke, uh, the alley oop dad joke behind my comment. <laughs> Mike does a hook shot dad joke behind me. Gets it, sinks it right in the net. Uh, so anyway, they retired at, uh, the mom's house, you know, one of the people who went missing. I I always love that word. Like when they use it for that 
particular uh, type of sentence because it's it, it's it, it, it I guess it's how they make it sound more sophisticated. Right. And, but uh, yeah, I mean, like the teenagers really retire when they go to bed, you know, like they, they don't they just like kind of like I like I kind of think Crash. of I think of like a fucking baron or like a prince or some kind of person of means who has like a fucking uh, castle or villa. <laughs> like when they go to bed, they retire for the night. Like when some yeah. teenagers come home from a party, they crash. They crash. Exactly. Yeah. So it is assumed they arrived because their clothing, jewelry, purses, and vehicles were all present at the house the next day. Cheryl Levitt, Susie's mother, was last heard from at approximately 11.15 p.m. On June 6, when she spoke with a friend on the phone about painting an armoire, armoire. The alleged timeline of the three is suspected to be convoluted, as the friends who last saw Susie and Stacy the previous evening were also the first to arrive at the Levitt home the next day. The following morning around 9 a.m., Kirby and her boyfriend visited the house after Streeter and McCall failed to show up at her home. They had planned to spend the day at a water park and were supposed to leave from Kirby's residence. Upon arriving, Kirby found the front door unlocked and entered the home, but found no sight of Streeter, McCall, or Levitt. Each one of the women's cars were parked outside. She also reported to police that the glass lampshade on the porch was shattered, though the light bulb itself uh, appeared uh, was intact. Kirby's porch light, not 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 the porch. Just just to clarify that for okay. anyone who's like Kirby's <laughs> boyfriend innocuously helped her sweep the broken glass off the porch, uh, which police later determined may have destroyed potential evidence. Inside the house, Kirby found Levitt and Streeter's dog, a Yorkshire terrier named Cinnamon. Oh, of course. That's a cute name for a dog. Uh, who appeared agitated. While inside, Kirby also answered a, quote, strange and disturbing call from an unidentified male who made, quote, sexual innuendos. She hung up and immediately received another call of a sexual Ooh. nature, again hanging up the phone. Serious horn dog. I guess maybe he saw, maybe he knew like that there was some something or someone like that he thought, you know, named Cinnamon. So he thought, I'm just going to call this number. Because, Yo, you know, Cinnamon there. I got, some, <laughs> I got some sugar for your cinnamon. It'd be totally yeah. tubular. I'm trying to think of any other like 90s shit that people Because might have said. honestly, when I, when I see the name Cinnamon, like I just think of a stripper. A stripper or a dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, did you so, did you know that cinnamon was actually sha- little tiny shavings of tree bark? Huh. It's a specific type of tree bark, but like cinnamon sticks, that's tree bark. And Interesting. You, and you shave it, you know, the little bits off of it, and that's that's cinnamon. Yeah, that's the kind of shit you have in your head when you're a trivia DJ. You just have all, you just accumulate a bunch of useless uh, knowledge. You pr- you probably have a bunch of people, you know, who are like, uh, oh, it's tree bark. But like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, you probably wouldn't have a lot, a bunch of people who would do that, because you don't think of a cinnamon tree, right? Yeah, I mean, it's weird. You think all this stuff, it's like vanilla. You know, where does that come from? What is that? Well, that actually comes from uh, the orchid. Vanilla comes from orchids. So I guess figuring out where cinnamon comes from is is the modern day cinnamon challenge for a lot of people. I think the cinnamon challenge is a pretty modern day thing in and of itself. Well, not anymore because it's not popular. Like who well, does that I mean, anymore? Yeah, it's like a five year old <laughs> thing. 
So for those of you who might not remember what that was, it was when uh, it was some popular thing on social media and YouTube where dumb people would do a really dumb thing uh, that they were encouraged to do by other dumb people and they would eat cinnamon. And that was the challenge. Like, well, the eat challenge, a spoonful cha- of cinnamon. Yeah, the challenge was if you can eat a spoonful of cinnamon, which y- you would think, oh, uh, you know, that's th- there's nothing to that. That's easy. Yeah, of course I can do that. Well, cinnamon is so fine that it coats your entire inside of your mouth and throat instantly. And then the other cinnamon that's left just like races down your throat. And usually, I think it what goes into your windpipe or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And you like cough up this like dust, uh, this this like uh, dust cloud of cinnamon after you. Yeah. It's it's not it's not possible from what I from what I've surmised. I, I think I saw some videos where somebody actually did it. You're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, probably are you an alien salivated <laughs> a lot in their mouth beforehand or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So several hours later, McCall's mother Janice also visited the house after failed attempts to reach her daughter by phone. Inside, she noticed all three women's purses were sitting on the floor of the living room and also saw her daughter's clothing neatly folded from the night before. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Why do you say that? Well, I mean, it's all neatly folded and their purses are just on the floor. Like, normally when that happens, like, they've... Something's happened. They've left in a hurry or... They've gone missing. If you're leaving in a hurry, Mike, you're not going to sit there and fold your clothes. No, they're already folded. That's what I'm saying. They're neatly folded from the night before. She didn't even put them away. I don't know. Whatever. Go, go As you were. So Levitt and Streeter's cigarettes were also left inside the house. Janice frantically called police from the home tel- home's telephone to report the three women missing. After placing the call while checking the phone's answering machine... She listened to a strange message, message, but it was inadvertently erased from the tape. Uh, okay, how was it inadvertently erased? I, I'm I'm checking out this this. Uh, oh, I have to watch disappeared. I, I'm not I'm not watching. I can't watch that episode right now. How was it inadvertently erased? <laughs> okay, folks, those of you who are familiar to, with this case. I know there are there's at least one who's familiar with this case who's who's listening. Please feel free to leave uh, a reply in the comments on SoundCloud or on our Facebook group about what the inadvertently erased thing was. Was it the mother messed up and like meant to save it but pressed delete or she was so shocked and appalled by it she just deleted it? Or did the police hear it and then they fucked up and deleted it? Like, I'm really curious about the inadvertently erased thing. Like, how does that happen? Uh, And the cigarettes uh, being left behind is also a bad sign because cigarette fiends do not leave their cigarette. If you forget your cigarettes, uh, 
you're gonna you're you're just not you're either not going to do that or if you do you're gonna turn around and get them or you're gonna well same thing with the purses they're not gonna leave all three of their purses on the yeah floor. yeah I guess that's that's probably the main the main one yeah that'd be like that would be like if someone if I was missing and someone came to my house and they saw my cell phone and my wallet on the desk that's a red fucking flag because I t- yep. I take that with me everywhere I go yeah it'd be like uh my backpack you know you know but but the thing is i take my backpack with me so if it's still there and everything's in it then yeah it'd be the same thing so anyway um the police were very interested in the call and believed it may have contained a clue uh they also did not believe it was connected to the prank calls that kirby received but now we'll never know what that clue was because it was inadvertently erased McCall's parents contacted police in reference to their daughter's disappearance from Levitt's home more than 16 hours after the women were last seen, and other worried friends and family called and visited the home the following day. Police later estimated that the crime scene had been corrupted by 10 to 20 people who visited Levitt's house. Great. Upon the officer's arrival, the scene showed no signs of a struggle except for the shattered porch light. Police also noted that Levitt's bed had been slept in. All personal property property was left behind, including purses, money, keys, cars, cigarettes, and the family dog. Well, I don't think they would take the family dog with them, so I don't really think that's a sign of somebody going missing, right? Well, <laughs> them not returning and the, well, fam- yeah, the family yeah. dog being there would be a red flag. Well, it's like, well, yeah, exactly. They wouldn't just leave the dog to fend for itself. They, but how long they they were saying like it's been more than sixteen hours after the women were last seen. Uh, the McCall's parents contacted police. So I'm trying to think of like, is it just only not even been a full day and the family dog is still there? Then that wouldn't really be that. It'd be like, why would they take the dog? Right. If it's you know in that instance. I mean, I think they. I think in this case the. They, they they were just throwing the family dog in there along with everything else just because yeah. it was just another thing that was left behind. The shattered behind. porch light, that's definitely one where, okay, there had to be one heck of a struggle for a porch light to get shattered. Well, not necessarily a struggle. Maybe, Someone could have just maybe thrown like a baseball just, at it yeah, or something. They just, throw it. Yeah. they just threw a baseball. Because, I mean, they had, you know, like, well, I'm trying to see. They had if, one hell of a party. And they broke the porch light. Somebody broke the porch light. Well, they weren't even having the party at the house. They just went there to, quote, retire. Um, they said the glass lampshade and the porch light. So I'm assuming it was yeah. a ceiling porch light. Uh-huh. That's not going to get broken through a struggle. That's 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 on the ceiling. So someone would have had to have hit Depends it. Depends on how low it is or how high I mean, it is. Are they all like like dwarves? You know, they live in like a fucking three foot tall house <laughs> where a normal person hit like has no, to... No, I mean, sometimes porch lights they're not... That's not what I'm saying. Porch lights aren't always on the ceiling. I, I don't know. I Yeah, I mean, the busted porch light thing, however you want to slice it, that's not a... It's not a good sign. No. Not at all. I'm trying to see if this article gives me more there's too many i wonder if uh, i wonder if whoever perpetrated this crime uh i wonder if they like shattered the porch light to get them to come outside while also uh oh while also yeah. eliminating the light yeah you know Could have broke the porch light to get their attention yeah to get their attention and then also now now there's no light outside so you're gonna yeah. want to you're going to, at the very least, walk up to the door and look out the, you know, either the the uh, 
peephole or you're going to like look through a window or uh-huh. something, you know, at the very least. So on December 31st, 1992, a man called the America's Most Wanted hotline with information about the woman's disappearances, but the call was disconnected when the switchboard operator attempted to link up with Springfield investigators. Police said the caller had prime knowledge of the abductions and publicly appealed for the man to contact them, but he never did. Huh, prime knowledge. Was he the guy who did it? Did he do it? I That's what I would think prime knowledge means. Primary knowledge meaning you have details of firsthand. Yeah. So Levitt and Streeter were declared legally dead in 1997. However, their case files are still officially filed under missing. You can take the next paragraph. Investigators received a tip that the women's bodies were buried in the foundations of the South Parking Garage at Cox Hospital. In 2007, crime reporter Kathy Baird invited Rick Norland, a mechanic engineer, to Springfield to scan a corner of the parking lot with a ground-penetrating radar, or GPR. Norland found three anomalies, quote, roughly the same size, that he said were consistent with, quote, a gravesite location. Two of the anomalies were parallel, and the other one was perpendicular. Police spokesperson Lisa Cox uh, said that the person who reported the tip, quote, provided no evidence or, log- or logical reasoning behind this theory at that time or since then. She also said that the parking garage began construction in September 1993, over a year after the women's disappearances. Quote, digging up the area and subsequently reconstructing the site would be extremely costly, and without any reasonable belief that the bodies could be located here, it is illogical to do so. And for those reasons, SPD does not intend to. Investigators have determined this lead to not be credible. Daryl Moore, a former assistant at the Greene County Prosecutor's Office, said the tip came from someone who either, quote, claimed to be a psychic or claimed to have a dream or vision about the case. (laughs) Or just imagine the phone call is like, I, 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 I had a dream. I had a dream last night, and it was about where the Springfield Three are. They're they're in the they're in the Cox Hospital foundations in the South Parking Garage. Would, the uh, fact that somebody actually went and uh, and used GPR, like based on a guy who says he's a psychic or or a gal who had a vision, it's kind of crazy, anyway. I'm guessing that would not have been cheap to like hire a mechanical engineer and do all this other shit. Well, you know, the you whenever there's like a case like this that that goes into, you know, the public spotlight, you always have like the nut the nut jobs kind of like come out of the woodwork, but like they just don't these TV shows just don't tell you about that. But like my brother used to work for the news station here in Jacksonville and you know, they had a, a, a tip line or whatever that you could call to report a breaking story or whatever. He said the amount of crazy, just crazy people who would yeah. who would call uh, daily. Some, some It would make sense. Some of them would call like once a week. Like it was their prerogative to call the station once a week and leave some crazy message. They're like moths to a flame. Yeah, yeah. Like... Public attention, public spotlight. Here's a phone number you can call. All the crazies come out. 
you know, and, and NPR or not NPR, but Coast to Coast AM found a way to like yeah. harness the craziness. Can you and make imagine a TV NPR show. getting crazy? They probably do. Oh, they but probably they don't do. Talk about Absolutely, it. probably. But you know, Coast to Coast AM, the uh, UFO and like paranormal. Some, well, some crazy guys calling this American life. You know. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm a time traveler. I'm a the time travelers are the funniest because like yeah, you you know safety not guaranteed. <laughs> you can you can pretty much like especially if they're from the past. You know, oh, I'm I've come from the past. It's like you you could easily like discredit them within you know it, it would take like a minute. You know, oh, uh, you know, ask them some question that anyone from that time period would know yeah. and vet their answer. You know, but you know, fucking, or something that they wouldn't know. That's the best one. Yeah, or you know, God bless him though. George Norrie just sits there and lets them fucking talk. Oh, mm-hmm. really? That's interesting. So you know, how was it living back then? <laughs> the whole time he's like counting his pages. I can't. I can't imagine how the This American Life guy or some of these other NPR guys would handle that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. They just be. They just be. You know, they probably handle it a similar way. Uh, if they were asked to handle that kind of thing, but I would I would guess they would just refuse to handle it because it's below them. So um, anyway, the it is kind of interesting that there are the three anom- anomalies that were found though, that were roughly the same size that were consistent with this gravesite location. Um, I know, yeah, yeah. the police say the parking garage began construction in September of 1993, over a year after the woman's disappearances, but there was obviously something there before they started building the parking garage. So it's not that far-fetched that a killer could have killed these women and then buried them in that location, and then it was uh, turned into a parking garage. And if they are there, we'll probably never find their bodies as fucked up as that sounds because of all the logistics and all of the financial uh, stuff that's involved with this, with digging up the concrete, you know, breaking up the parking garage and rebuilding it. The police just said that, like, it would be extremely costly we don't have a reasonable belief that the bodies could be located here. Except there's these three anomalies that are that are that could potentially be bodies, but I, I you know, I don't blame them for not going forward with that. Because that would be expensive as hell. And what would happen like if there's not it's not there? There's no bodies. Yeah. You look like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially if there's no uh you know, it's not like a credible thing. It's like a psychic calls in and finding some quote unquote anomalies. I mean, you know, yeah. you could you could, do, it could be dead animals or something. You could run that shit, on, you know, in my backyard right now. You know what? If you if we're talking <laughs> about underground, what is uh, what is considered an anomaly if it's underground? I mean, can't there be technically anything underground? Yeah. Who's to say, you know, it's just kind of funny. But I would say this about psychics. Not all of them were total crackpots and lunatics. Because there were some psychics that were featured on Unsolved Mysteries. Right, that yeah, to be that's a thing, you know. Yeah, Legit. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they featured some of the psychics who actually, you know, helped solve cases and, like, literally knew shit that no one else knew. 
But, you know, it's kind of one of those things, like a lot of the psychic cases I found on Unsolved Mysteries, it was like they said something that was true, but they didn't actually help the police get to it a lot of times. But then what happened was the police would eventually figure out what happened and it would be as the psychic said it would be, which to me is not very helpful at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's like that's like being like a psychic telling me, Josh, you're going to have a show tomorrow at the Roadhouse in Orange Park. There There will be a woman who will show up there. She will buy some of your merchandise and tell you that you rocked. And then, like, you know, we go and do that, and that very thing happens, and it's like... What if there is no woman, though, that tell, that says you rocked? Doesn't buy any merchandise. Well, that's usually what happens, but, you know, if that does happen... Maybe if the psychic is wrong and doesn't buy merchandise and says you sucked instead. <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't that great of an example. Usually I'm, a, usually I'm better at coming, out, uh, coming up with analogies than that, but... Uh, I, well, I mean, I, I would say, yeah, a lot of them were like that, but there were some featured on that show that were like, whoa, okay, like, I don't think the police would have been able to actually solve the case if it wasn't for the psychic's involvement yeah so anyway i don't know so there's a suspect and in 1997 robert craig cox i mean fuck what's up with these coxes over in a bunch of cox over cox hospital craig cox kickapoo what's up with all sexual innuendo i didn't know there was sexual innuendo involving kickapoo yeah i mean kickapoo I'll kick your poo. <laughs> God, that's uh, you know that that yeah that would be pretty creepy if somebody you know yeah uh, that yeah. Anyway, go on. God, just cringing, just thinking about some fucking creeper being like, yeah, ah, uh, fuck yeah, kick a poo. <laughs> that's a that's the ken caniff voice uh from uh all the old eminem uh stuff back in the day (laughs) so this uh prisoner named robert craig cox he was in prison in texas as a convicted kidnapper and robber and the suspect in a florida murder of course oh florida it's getting boring at this point give me so that's just that's basically what it's just like uh, Florida. It's like, give me something, you know, <laughs> give me something different, you know. Yeah, Florida's fucked up. We have a lot of crackheads, you know. It's like, yeah, you know, what, what what's new, you know, at this point? Like people, <laughs> that that's that's like those motherfuckers who walk up to me and their their shoulders are already like going up and down because they're like, you know, giggling to themselves so so much, and they're like, hey, I'm just joshing you. and i'm just like Uh wow i'm gonna sterilize you so you can't have kids (laughs) yeah it's it's like what the the fuck you know it's like the people who you know like oh mike at michael's (laughs) have you gotten that a lot yeah oh god that's funny but you you were kind of anticipating that though i think yeah, I was. I knew that, but it, you know, I've heard it enough at this point where I'm not like, <laughs> yeah, it's, you it's, know, that kind of like, yeah, it's lost its luster. Yeah. So he's a suspect of Florida murder, and he told journalists that he knew that three women had been murdered and buried and claimed that their bodies would never be recovered. 
1992, Cox had been living in Springfield, and when interviewed then, he told investigators that he was with his girlfriend at church the morning after the women disappeared. Wow. So apparently this guy is a convict and a church-going member, but that's not that uncommon. It's kind of crazy, you know, like they're they're God-fearing men and women, and they break the law and break the, their own commandments. It's, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe they're not actually really that into religion. It's just something that they do to maybe hang out with people or to toe the line. Could be like your normal. your typical Christian who just goes to church on Sunday and you know pays their dues and then just yeah. lives however the fuck they want the rest of the week. Yeah, just the 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 church member who goes to church on Sunday leads the sermon and then snorts cocaine well, I mean, and drinks there was like all these, and does all kinds of fucking crazy yeah, debaucherous shit. There was shit. like all this shit growing up like with my, you know, all my Christian friends, you know, and all that. They'd be like, oh, I'll just ask for forgiveness. You know, <laughs> like right before, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right before they're about to do something fucked up. They're like, oh, I'll just ask God for forgiveness. I'm, I'm covered. See, that's the problem with that too. Like they, they look at, they say, oh, God will forgive anybody and anything. And, you know, that's nice and that's a good message and everything. But it also leads to a lot of people to be like, well, God will forgive, you know, forgive me, you know. Which so I mean, what? you know, that's a valid point, you know. What, what's. I have sex with this woman that is not my wife, whatever, you know. God will forgive me. Yeah, I mean. And then, like. I have too much to drink one night and get completely black out. Well, it doesn't matter. God will forgive me. Or, or they'll say, oh, no one's perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I don't know. But at the same time, God kind of wants you to be perfect, it seems like, in some instances. Like, um, especially it's like, if you don't do these certain things this certain way, then you are going to burn in hell. Remember, I remember George Carlin had a bit where... Uh, <laughs> He was talking about he George Carlin and, and Christian. George Carlin it was a legend and way ahead of his time and we really do miss someone like that who's able to go on stage and just tell the brutal truth. When he was talking about America and how it's not really the land of the free, that like freedom is a myth. Like that was a great uh uh speech by George. And it and it was it was a long time ago and it still applies. You you are owned. Like you're getting at, fucked in the ass by a red, white, and blue dildo. <laughs> you know, that's really what's happening. <laughs> yeah, Corporations, I, they own you. He had his, his bit about, uh, he had many bits about Christianity, but one he was talking about, like, you know, there, there's a, you know, God, there's this man in the sky who, uh, if you don't, if you don't follow his ways, if you don't trust in him, he'll send you a, to a lake of fire where you'll burn for all eternity and you'll pray day and night for just one drop of water to cool your tongue and there'll be demons. It'll be the most nightmarish thing that's ever happened to you, but he loves you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a oxymoron. It is. Um, and, and, so, and you and I are just morons. so going back to cox here yeah you love god you love cox (laughs) you're the one that goes to gay bars you know whoa whoa mike i was talking about the guy (laughs) i wasn't talking about penises you sick fuck (laughs) 
Jeez. Uh, so he told investigators he was with his girlfriend at church, and she actually corroborated that he was with her. However, she later recanted her statement and said that Cox asked her to say that. Huh, interesting. I wonder if he showed her his ground-penetrating radar. (laughs) (laughs) So Cox also stated that he was at the home of his parents the night of the disappearance, and they confirmed the alibi. Authorities were uncertain if Cox was involved in the case or if he was seeking recognition for the alleged murders by issuing false statements. Cox stated to the authorities and journalists that he would disclose what happened to the three women after his mother had died. Yeah, this guy's full of shit. Total cock. It's a bunch of fucking cocks. I feel like Cox uh, is responsible for the uh, disappearance of these women. And I mean, a lot of times when women disappear, Cox are are at fault. It's, (laughs) It's usually Cox... That is the reason that bad things happen to women. Well, in some ways, yeah, you're right. You know, the the uh, trouser snake, the... Uh, whoa, whoa, Mike, I was talking about the guy, Willie. you sick fuck. Jeez. <laughs> Can we keep this PG for two seconds before your sick mind comes in and, and taints <laughs> it with all your, your swill and, 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 and talk of the world? Jeez, suck my cocks. You said taint. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Uh, do, do you see people that were having to pad this one out a little bit? Because we, we have just enough time for, like, a you know, a, a shorter podcast. So we're using this segment, which normally we probably would have breezed through a lot quicker, but we're, we're trying to pad this out so we can, like, stretch this into a full episode. That's why there's a lot more uh, tomfoolery than than usual. <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do. So, so apparently this case is still unsolved. Um, despite, uh, apparently, there's been like 5,000 tips or more from the public. Jesus. And in June of 1997, a bench was dedicated to the women inside the victim's memor- memorial garden. Victims Memorial Garden in Springfield's Phelps Grove Park. The case has been featured on 48 Hours. Probably a good one. Unsolved Mysteries. Was it really, though? (laughs) Was it really? America's Most Wanted. Yeah, I buy that because the guy who called in. And Investigation Discovery aired the Springfield 3 on its Disappeared TV series, which I heard is actually really good. It is. It it is a good series. I remember that. Yep. It was that's one of the many great shows on Investigation Discovery. So what are your thoughts on on the Springfield 3? What do you think happened to him? I think she was at a party, no better yet disco. Everyone was getting silly off a bottle of Cisco. Um no, I think that they were, uh, I think the, the ladies, you know, went to their graduation parties and perhaps some of the uh, football boys there uh, wearing their little football uh, letterman jackets were like, hey, bro, look at, uh, what's her face? Uh, I know her last name. Stacy? Yeah. Hey, bro, look at Stacy. She's so fucking hot. And her friend, she's all right, too. Hey, hey, what's up, ladies? Hey, hey, I'm just saying, hey, what's wrong? You know, whatever. Get your hands off me, Chad. Let's go home, uh, friend of mine, Susie. That, yeah, that's your name. Sorry, I've been drinking a little bit. 
All right, girl, we're going to go home. Hey, where are you girls going? No one walks away from Chad, bitch. Hey, Frank, Skyler, get in my fucking truck. We're going to Stacy's house. We're going to follow that bitch home. Because even though they were seen as just simple middle school or high schoolers celebrating a graduation party, we all know that 18-year-olds are little fuckheads. And all they want to do as soon as they hit their teenage years is just do bad shit and do the wrong thing. That's all teenagers want to do. That's why they listen to such awful, awful music now with that trap rap <laughs> crap. Because I would say not all teenagers do uh, You that, know, but, you every know. single one of them. Every single teenager listens to trap music <laughs> and they love it because they know it's shit and, and, and people well, our age hate it. it's not just trap music. It, it uh, really yeah. is. It really is. It's uh, They only listen to Cardi B... And uh, Lil Wayne and Drake and uh, there's like three other artists, but that's all teenagers listen to. Uh, I like painting with broad brush strokes, as I've mentioned in the past. It uh, I find it fun. So you so you're just focusing on on the music taste instead you, of you like know, that's all where, teenagers are fuckheads. That's where I'm most butthurt about. <laughs> it, I'm I'm butthurt that they're not listening to Dancing with Ghosts, my band, <laughs> which is so far removed from trap crap rap. Um, I like some of. I, don't get me wrong, folks. I'm not one of those old crotchety white guys. that's like rap sound music like sounds like garbage. <laughs> I can't even listen to it. In fact, I'll tell it's you, it's not music. Until, I'll tell you right now. I think uh, Kanye West, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, is an amazing CD. Uh, I think ASAP Rocky's Long Live ASAP is an amazing album. Uh, Outcast Stankonia, great album. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly is uh, one of my probably top 20 favorite albums of all time. So I do like rap, but this shit that's on the radio now is fucking garbage and enough's enough with it already. It's really time for a new music trend to come in because... You don't like the Gucci gang? Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Zwing, <laughs> train, no, same bone, but it ain't. Yeah, no, I'm not into that. So anyway, my, my let me finish what happened. What I... what what. I'm not saying what I think happened, what I know happened. So what happened is Chad, Frank, and Skylar got in their pickup and they followed these chicks home because they were drunk off their ass because what the fuck else are you going to do at a, a Kickapoo high school reunion than to get shit-faced and forget that you go to a school named Kickapoo? So they're all blitzed out of their minds, ashamed of the name of their school. They follow Stacy and Susie home. Uh, and by the way, can there be a more wider situation than this? Stacy and Susie and Chad, Frank, and Skylar. Now, granted, we don't know the names of any of these boys, and I just made up the three and gave them very white names. But still, I mean, what a white situation in middle America going on here with their Letterman jackets. Another situation that I completely made up. So really, I'm just kind of taking this case and twisting it into something it's not. But anyway, this is what proceeded to happen. They, Susie... And Stacy got to Susie's house and they went in there and Chad and his football buddies, his his football boys creeped up, you know, and waited for them to go inside. Chad was still butthurt that Stacy didn't give him the time of day or didn't let him do anything to her sexually. So he takes his fucking football and he's like Mr. Fucking Brett Favre wannabe over here. And uh, he throws a fucking Hail Mary, busts the uh, the light, the porch light. They uh, open the door to see what the fuck was that as they're making their uh, microwaved 
uh, colored popcorn because back in the old uh, in the nineties they had the blue and the green and the red popcorn. It's called like Pop Quiz or something like that. And they you know had their clear plastic cord phones and they were listening to Selena or something like that. And they're like, "What the fuck is that?" You know, I'm trying to nurse this fucking uh, the spins I have right now from drinking too much at this party. I'm trying to keep. Just imagine them just being like, "What the fuck was that?" I'm trying to keep from throwing up right now, Stacy, because because <laughs> I said I didn't want that fifth shot of the Fruit Loop flavored vodka, but you said, "Oh, it tastes just like Fruit Loops." So I said, "Okay," and now I feel like shit. Why don't you ever listen to me when I tell you what my fucking limits are, Stacy? It's like, uh, Susie, if you're going to keep being a cunt, then you can, you can piece the fuck out. And then the football hits the door from the shattered light and they're like, Oh my God. Now we're friends again all of a sudden because something scary happened. So they open the door and there's Chad, Frank and Skylar. And this time they're not asking questions. The lady starts screaming. The mom runs into the living room and it's, you know, Chad's drunk off his ass and so he's like, well, fuck it. We got to grab all three of them. And I'm drunk and, uh, you know, I'm a white male and it's the 90s and, and it's still my decade to reign supreme before I am taken down 25 pegs, which will happen in the upcoming decades. So, you know, star quarterback Chad, Skyler and Frank grab the ladies, uh, grab the football they used to smash the light with leaving their purses and their clothes because they're in their pajamas at this point because they're getting comfortable. That's why their clothes are folded up in the living room. And they just abduct them. And, uh, you know, in typical fashion, they were, it's horrendous, they were probably sexually abused and and murdered. And um, I don't know what happened to the bodies. Maybe they were buried under that one place. Maybe they weren't. But um, Chad... Chad's father was in the uh, skull and bones because he's a Yale man. And uh, because he was in that secret society, uh, it completely got swept under the rug. The, the, the guy at the head said, your son, uh, he's a football player. He's a great American. Uh, he's a Republican. Don't worry about it. This one's on us. You know, Chad will not be serving any jail time. And now Chad is a senator from... Um, you know, Missouri or wherever this took place at. <laughs> so that is exactly what happened, Mike, to enlighten you. Uh, yeah, I don't buy that's exactly what happened. I don't think anyone uh, alive. But you got to admit, there was some exactly there was happened. some slightly there was, I, there was some there was some things that you mentioned, though, I do feel are quite plausible. The uh, potential that a football would have been something or something definite a projectile definitely broke the, the sky, the uh, porch light. Um, so it could have been a football. The The fact that their clothes are folded uh, on neatly is because they were getting, you know, comfortable or getting ready to go to bed or something. That's that's pretty plausible as well. Um, as is the kidnapping. I mean, it's obvious it was a kidnapping. And um, I do buy that they were more than likely getting drunk. I mean, it's, it's a it's a graduation party. The thing I I definitely don't think it was uh, anyone that they knew personally. I I I think it was um, I think it was just some some fucking psycho creep. I think maybe he he was following them around, or maybe knew that they were you know they were he had he had something for uh, underage women, 
and uh, they, I think they he were followed legal. them. They were eight, she was eighteen. She wasn't underage. She was eighteen, but the other I mean the other girl she wasn't. I don't think she was eighteen. Yeah, well, Stacy was the correctly. hot one though, so I mean that's that's yeah. one he would have been concerned with probably. Well, I mean eighteen. I mean actually no, Streeter was nineteen, so yeah. they were of age. But I think it was just some fucking creeper who just uh, wanted to get in their pants. So you have that idea, right? Yeah, but the whole thing about like murders are usually people you know, or or, or that's usually someone in your circle. It's it's usually never just a rando. But then again, yeah. then again, though, that's that might be why this case hasn't been solved yet because it exactly. was a random. That's why person. I think I think it was a random person. I think it was a random uh, psychopath who, who saw them wanted a piece of their ass and then they weren't going for it and then he decided to assault them sexually and then i think the mom probably showed up and tried to stop it but he was able to take care of it or it might have been more than one person that's another possibility so you might have a the right idea there with the idea that it could have been more than one person that was involved. Yeah, uh, um, I definitely think. I mean, I don't know. Three women versus one. I mean, three I, women versus one guy. Yeah, it seems a little. If the guy has a gun, maybe you know. It's, maybe uh, what, you know. But yeah. you, know, the, you know, the sad thing is, uh, it, it, the sad reality is, is if if someone, if one person did have a gun on three people, the three people totally could overcome the guy but one person yeah. would probably end up getting shot at least mm-hmm. but the other i would if everybody rushed at the guy at the same time the dude yeah. ain't knocking ain't taking out all three no i don't care how so, good you are i also buy your your when you're talking about how it could have been because you're talking about like more than one person and everything because that definitely does seem plausible um but it's one of those things i definitely do think it was some kind of random thing because if it was somebody they knew Unless it was somebody powerful. So that's kind of where I'm going into. Like, I, that could be a possibility, like you're saying. That it could have been somebody who was well-known in the community. And it was some drunken mistake or something. And then it's covered up by the police department or something. I mean, that's a possibility as well. I, 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 I There are just so many possibilities here. Because of the fact that there really is not, not that much evidence at all with this case. I can see why it's such a captivating case because you have these three, you know, these two young women and their mother, they go, dis- they go missing. And it's just one of those, like, what the fuck happened? Like, it, it, it's almost like they disappeared just into thin air. No, nah, you know, we've done enough of these cases at this point to know, you know, they got abducted, they were raped and murdered. I mean, I'm not trying yeah. to underplay any of it. It's fucking awful. But, it but it's just like, People are, oh, no, it's pe- not aliens. They were abducted by aliens. Yeah, well, people are just like, oh my god, what happened? It's like, dude, they they were abducted, they were sexually yeah. uh, assaulted, and they were murdered. It's exactly what happened. You know, case closed. Now, yeah, I want to see that the the perpetrators brought to justice, of course. But I mean, to act like, oh my god, this is such a mystery. What happened? Human beings are fucking stupid. There's only uh, there's there are only so many things human beings are going to do with somebody else. And yeah. if they're uh, uh, what if they knew something? There's that other thing. Like what if they saw something they weren't supposed to? I don't think so. Well, I guess you're just. I mean, because the whole thing, like you know, I I could buy the you know the sexual assault is very uh, likely, but it, I I wouldn't say it's 100 percent sure. Like that could have just been somebody who. You know, there the, could have been an accident, and they covered it up. I mean, that's happened it, before. It'd be it'd be cool. Somebody fucks up. It'd be cool to think that like they 
saw a UFO, you know, driving back <laughs> and like, you know, a government fucking the military, a government yeah. helicopter was flying after the UFO and like a green man fell out and, and, uh, you know, they saw the whole thing and Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones walks up to the car. And it's like, yeah, you're coming with us. And, you know, maybe they're somewhere working in some black ops dungeon somewhere now. I mean, that'd be great to think, but I just know that's not the case. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I gotta go. <laughs> no problem. Uh, all right. So we'll close this one out. And I think Mike's going to keep going on, on his end and, uh, you know, record some bonus stuff. So anyway, uh, sorry for the short episode. I, I was enjoying this. Uh, I could have kept flapping my gums, but I got to go uh, host some karaoke for some gay people. Um, if you want to catch us on our YouTube channels separately, but always awesomely, um, you can find Mike at youtube.com slash OCP communications. He's a movie guy. I don't have time to go into what movie he reviewed. He can tell you about that after. And uh, you can find me, uh, youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. Um, I review, I, shit, I talk about video games, music, movies, TV shows. I do too much actually. And that's probably a detriment or benefit, whichever way you want to look at it. But, uh, anyway, for this week's episode, this week's short episode, hope you enjoyed it. We will talk to you later and goodbye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, my band Dancing With Ghosts' new album is finally complete. The name of the album is Hex. I've taken all my best songs and put them onto one album. Some tracks have been remastered. Some have been remixed. Some songs are completely new, like the one you're hearing in the background. Plus, Stephanie, the second lead singer of this band, has been added to all the songs that were previously off my first album, Koi and Eskazi. There's new artwork, pictures, lore. That's right, I said lore. And lyrics to every song in this eight-page booklet. This album is exclusively available in CD format right now on Bandcamp.com. No Spotify yet. The link is available in the bio of this podcast. Also, Stephanie and I will happily sign any album that is purchased. Thank you again for your amazing support. what's funny about the springfield three is i i like i've been going through the simpsons again yeah like starting in the uh the early seasons uh-huh. where it's actually good. when it was when it was actually good yeah, yeah when it was actually, now yeah uh, now god i don't even want did to you hear they it. got they got extended again like there's two or three more seasons oh my god dude stop <laughs> man it's like i remember watching a video you probably saw it on youtube it was yeah. like when did the simpsons die yeah when the simpsons die and it's like the beginning of the video was so brilliant how it started off it's like there was a show uh on tv that was uh you know cutting edge and 
uh, witty and blah, 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 and it's my favorite show of all time. And there's another show on TV right now that looks remarkably similar to that old show, but is nothing like it. And that is so true. Like, oh, my God. And that's the crazy thing, too, about um, cartoons is you can have the same voice actors in the same animation and they never age. So Mm -hmm. to the outside eye, it does literally look like the same show. Yeah. But it's just the it's just the writing is fucking awful. The jokes so, are awful. So with, with speaking of the Simpsons, the reason why I figured it out, the reason why it keeps getting extended and it keeps getting more seasons is that it's cheap to make. They already slashed the budget, and Fox owns the distribution rights for the uh, show by themselves because apparently. Not every show that airs on television is owned by the network that airs the show. Sometimes, and a lot more than you might think, the show is owned by a competing network. And you have to pay them a certain amount of money to air the show. So if you're if you own the net if you own the show outright, then you don't have to pay that. Yeah. And so you end up getting more profit. Oh, okay. No matter so how bad the ratings might be. Or no matter how bad the critics, critical, whatever is, if you own the rights to that show and you're the one that owns the sole broadcasting rights, then you get all whatever the little bit of profit that you get from it, which probably would still be substantial because still getting the ad revenue. Yeah, bad ratings for The Simpsons is amazing ratings for Bob's Burgers. Yep. So, you know, you're still talking about millions of, of viewers, probably. Um, but, man, I mean, talk about, like, ruining the art in, in favor of money. I mean, I'm so yep. glad Seinfeld I didn't know about did. that. I didn't know about any of that until I read an article on, uh, fairly recently, and I was like, whoa, okay, well, now that makes sense. <laughs> Why some shows get canceled and others, you know, don't, and you're like, what the hell? Like, the show's crap. Why is this still on the air? I remember back in the day being so upset when Seinfeld, when I found there was only nine seasons. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? There's only nine seasons. But now I look back and I'm, I'm like, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm like, that was that was it started perfect. to tail off. Yeah. No. Yeah. The 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 ideas were getting uh, just ridiculous. I th- I thought every season of that show was great. Um, but if there had been a 10th season, it, yeah, it would have started to go down in quality for well, sure. Well, I mean, even like the first season, it's a short season, but it's not that strong. Like there's a few good episodes, but you can tell like they're still trying to find their footing and like there's some episodes that are just like, eh. It had but, a, it had uh, a that, lot more. That's to be said for first seasons, anyway. Yeah, you know. Well, or... the first season of Seinfeld, uh, it was very. I think Larry David was wanting to keep it as real as possible. Yeah. So you know, you you'd have like the episode where Jerry's trying to avoid hanging out with this annoying friend of his, and you yeah. know, and and it and and the pace seemed a lot slower, and the action just seemed a lot slower, but it felt very real, and it wasn't bad per yeah. se. It was just different. No. It was, um, it was it was yeah it was different. But then you know by um, the time season four rolls around, it's like fuck you know they're like cooking with gas <laughs> at that point, and it's like Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, Starship: The Next Generation is a, is a show that started off really slow, like not good quality. Like try watching watch season one, and you'll be like wow. <laughs> like there's like a few solid all right episodes, but a lot of it is just bad. 
And even fans of the show are like, yeah, I mean, the first two seasons are kind of bad. Yeah, but I, I, was uh, never, I was never a big Star Trek fan. But they ended up, uh, you know, UPN. I don't know if it's UPN, um, but it was NBC. They still, I think it was NBC. Uh, the network still gave it a shot and still kept it on the air. And uh, it paid off because the show got demonstrably better uh, in, in uh, later seasons. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 128 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. My name is David Miscavige, and this is my co-host, Mike Brown. How are you doing, Mike? Who the fuck are you? Where's Josh? Dave, get the fuck out of here, man. (laughs) Mike ain't a clear. You're talking to an SP right now. Jeez. Sorry about that, everyone. That was David Miscavige uh, hijacked my microphone. <laughs> yeah, he's my roommate now. You know, Scientology, since all the Leah Remini stuff's been coming out, you know, he, he's had to scale back his operations a little bit. Oh, shit. You know what? My levels are incredibly low. We're going to have to do all that over again. <laughs> Glad I found out now. Yeah, I recorded something. I don't remember when, and I turned my levels down really low. Okay, check, check, check. All right, that looks better. Or just do it normal then. Save that joke for later. Yeah, yeah, I'll just use all that as B-roll. <laughs> Fuck my butt. All right, let me do this ad read again. Oh, you know what? You're gonna. I'm going to have you say something into the microphone again, because if it was that low before, I wouldn't even be able to hear what you had said. So say something okay. into the mic again. The Springfield 3. Okay. Jesus Christ, man. I can't believe this shit. <laughs>